Welcome to Dorina Central. May I take your order, please? Yeah, I want. Get out, go! Get out, fight! Get out, get out! Get out, get out! Get out, get out! Get out! You want bill sperm with that? Hi, welcome to Cinemad. Today's podcast is with Bobcat Goldthwait. You probably know Bobcat. In fact, I can't think of any other way you would know Bobcat. From his 80s acting career in films such as the Police Academy series, but in also uh, good, really funny films like One Crazy Summer and Scrooged, and also from the great film that he wrote and directed, Shakes the Clown, where he plays an alcoholic clown who has to solve his boss's murder. Total classic now. But what makes Bob a little more interesting than those is the films that he's made in the past 10 years as a writer-director. Real, acerbic, independent comedies. Uh, I'll just read you the taglines from each film from IMDb because it's more fun to think about it if uh, normal people are describing it. Windy City Heat, 2003. A man caught up in the glamour of being a Hollywood celebrity has no idea that the production he's in is a fake. That's pretty much it. Uh, Bobcat directed this film alongside uh, working with the Jimmy Kimmel crew, who wrote and starred in it. They had a friend, Perry Caravello, that annoyed them and tortured them so much that they went to the extreme nature of making an entire big-budget action movie and letting him think that he was going to be the star in it only to sort of crash and burn around him. Basically a prank film. It's really hilarious and basically is a documentary. Sleeping Dogs Lie in 2006. Originally called Stay until a bigger budgeted Hollywood movie came out with the same title the same year. A recently engaged woman's life is thrown into turmoil after confessing to her fiance that she once experimented with bestiality. Now, that's a harsh tagline, but that's pretty much it. Um, It'd probably be more harsh if it was a drama. It'd probably be a European film, too. But Sleeping Dogs Lie isn't about uh, the shock value, but um, when there's something in life that uh, you did that you have to reassess later and decide if it's something that you should be a completely honest person about or maybe change things up a little bit. Bobcat's most recent film is World's Greatest Dad from 2009. <clears throat> a comedy about a man who learns that the things you want most may not be the things that make you happy, and that being lonely is not necessarily the same as being alone. Uh, now, that's basically what the film's about. <clears throat> it's not quite the most descriptive tagline. Um, in World's Greatest Dad, Robin Williams plays a frustrated writer and sort of a loser teacher whose son is a real prick teenager in the high school that he teaches, um, played by the actually very nice, cool kid, Daryl Sabara. But the kid accidentally, horrifically kills himself while masturbating, at which point Rob Williams cleans it up. It makes it look more like a sad uh, suicide on purpose, at which point the high school that they are both at and the small town reinvents the kid to be uh, this really misunderstood poet that they actually were all friends with all along and sort of make this weird, gross popularity around him after the fact that they all sort of try to cash in on. And Robin Williams gets caught up in the whole swirl of events as well. And this film, like Bob's other films of the past few years, uh, they're not about the shock value. It's about 
the sort of insight into humanity and the best and the worst of how we are and how people can treat each other. And that's actually what makes some of the best comedy. Bob's new film is called God Bless America. It follows a couple on the run as they kill people who annoy them, like people on a cell phone in a movie theater, uh, before they end up on the set of an American Idol type show. Uh, it just got announced as part of the midnight section at the 2011 Toronto Film Festival, coming up this September. Here's Bobcat. Well, how do we know if it works? No, because I can see the I can see the things move oh, on. Did it. you see it move the other time? Yeah, well, see this button here. <laughs> That's not. It's it's solid. Should we stop every fifteen minutes and play back? <laughs> yeah, make yeah. sure you're recording. No, it's because only... the shit I'm gonna say is really profound. It will blow your ass <laughs> through your face. No, I didn't. I didn't lose two whole recordings. It was just like oh. we were talking. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked down and it was on pause. It wasn't going. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So, so, I'll so put, do you want to introduce me? Or? Um, I was going to like record that before. Uh, I, I could oh, okay. It, uh, no. How, that so was this is, yeah. So you already did the introduction? Well, I haven't done it yet. I'll do it oh, later. Wow. So this was, is all. Thank you. That was really nice things you right, just right. said about me, Mike. I don't know what to, I don't even know where to go is, from there. Right. This is a sad attempt for Cinemad to sell out mm. by talking to Bobcat Goldthwait. I know. I think it's funny that I'm your more accessible commercial interview. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's, if this was the 80s, yeah, it would be a huge coup getting right. me. <laughs> uh, no, it's not the 80s anymore. But the, the, the funny thing is that I did start, when I started the magazine, I did have this line that included, you know, uh, cult and underground. Ah. So... You would say that about yourself, right? That I'm cult and underground? I would say Shakes the Clown has a cult. Right. Yeah. It's insane how many people saw not I guess not that many well, people saw it, but people remember it. Well, the weird thing about Shakes is people have this, uh, some people, they, you know, I mean, if, if they like it, they just assume that mm -hmm. the movie made millions and that, <laughs> and that there's other like-minded people. But, right. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I've told that story, but when they played it at the silent movie house, it was packed and right, uh, Cine family, yeah. And and we're sitting there, and uh, Tom Kenny and I played Binky the clown. I'm sure uh, Nickelodeon is that uh, SpongeBob's home? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're not really happy that his SpongeBob's dark roots are doing cocaine in an alcohol clown movie. But so he and I are sitting there watching it, and we both go, "What the fuck were we thinking?" <laughs> But the whole place was packed, and there was like women dressed as clown whores, and everybody was like super wow. into it that night. And a lot of the people who were in the movie showed up, and and it was like that sketch with uh, uh, Shatner on SNL when he's like at the Trek convention, and he's like going, "Get a life, you people." Have you ever kissed a girl? Yeah, it was only on for two years. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I kind of feel like that towards Shakes. I mean, yeah. I think the tone is a little bit similar to the other stuff I've been doing. You know, it's it, it, tone and the fact that there's not, you know, I've, I've never been a joke kind of guy. I've never been interested in that on stage as a comedian, um, which is a, a shame because that's what usually people pay to see. But, you know, my early stand-up was just being weird on stage, you yeah. know, cleaning a fish or crying while I'm reading a Dear John letter. And it was always about being making people awkward, you know, and, and that's, to me, funnier than than writing a good joke, you know. Right. But they, uh, I guess the big difference between Shakes and the kind of scene that we're in now, because I know you're from film festivals, mm -hmm. 
where we got away with everything we would show i could show a pure hardcore art film right and then you can go and or you could stay in the same theater and then just see a really fucked up weird comedy then you could see something that's maybe made with a lot of money but still edgy you know i mean that's that's our that's our world we can mix and match these things yeah. and, and the fans that people like all of them so but the, i think the difference between shakes is a studio actually paid you to do it well, well, yeah, I guess. Well, no, I mean, it was, yeah, I guess the money came from, uh, tr- IRS got it from Columbia TriStar's video branch. Oh, okay. And this guy named Larry Estes had just had uh, big luck with Sex, Lies, and Videotape. So they, they uh, you know, he they made a couple other movies at the same time. One was Billy Bob mm-hmm. Thornton. We were all in the same little building. Um, that Sling Blade? No, no, no. It was way before that. It was the one... uh, uh, One False Move. One False Move. Okay, yeah. Yeah, So, so, um, no, the funny thing about the... the, the, I think the difference between Shakes and the movies that I'm making now is, like, 10, 15 minutes in, I always thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if you did, like, this this, uh, noir kind of film with angry clowns, you know? (laughs) Just tough drinking, hard drinking clowns. But the thing I learned in Shakes is that once you set up this world... Everyone's fine with it. Like, like ten minutes in, everyone's like, oh, "Okay, so all everybody's in clown makeup and they all hang out in this bar called the Twisted Balloon." Like, like I was like, "Oh, like you, do you know what I'm saying?" So, so that is one thing I think I've carried on to these movies I make now. It's just that, like, I realize like once you set up the world that they take place in, the audience will go along with you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's funny. I've also starting to learn like, if you just put two people in a scene long enough. People uh, want them to be uh, paired up, either romantically or they want them as mm. friends, and they don't want them to not be friends. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm trying it to could think be the that. worst people ever, and you put you know because I mean? even when they're like fighting, you still think of them together. Yeah, because yeah, we all want everything. You know, everybody wants mom and dad to stay married or something. I don't know. It's this really weird thing. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you could. I guess yeah. you could have a guy who. It, it, you could have a, a character that had no redeemable qualities and you'd want someone to get away from because they're a murderer or something. But but for the most part, uh, yeah, if you just put two people in a room, people want them to, <laughs> to, they want them to fuck or they want them to, <laughs> to hang out. Well, so, so did you actually just make the illusion that like Shakes the Clown kind of got made because of Sex, Lies, and Videotape was successful? Well, yeah, because Larry, you know, uh, they trusted him, you know, and he 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 greenlit a bunch of movies at that time oh, wow. for Columbia TriStar, and uh, yeah, so because I I don't think the way indie movies are made now it was really set up then, you know, yeah, I, I think it was kind of ninety when you started. yeah ninety one ninety two probably yeah ninety ninety one I don't know so so I mean yeah I think. I don't know hmm. if Sundance had any big breakouts yet besides like Sex, Lies, and Videotape and it's, stuff. It's all 89, 90, 91 when start, yeah. starting Yeah, so that's up. when it all, yeah. And, and I couldn't have been more removed from that world, you know. I didn't come from film school or or uh, or an art film background. So I, I just was trying to make a movie, you know. To me, it really was like Kindergarten Cop, you know. I just thought, well... You know, if people like this fucked up character I'm doing on stage, well, why wouldn't they love an alcoholic clown movie that right. came out of the same brain, you know? And um, uh, and was the studio that sort of cliche where they, like, watching every move? Like, no, 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 set? no. Because the different thing with Shakes was that I went to a bunch of different places. Like, I really did probably pitch it, like, 20, 30 times mm. before I got the money. Mm. In fact, I called... Um, 
Paul Kalishman, who who was at IRS Films at the time, and I called him up, and uh, a year later, Kathy Griffin said, "Hey, call this guy." You know, I just worked on a movie they did, and I called him up and and said, uh, <laughs> "I said, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I read that script a year ago. Yeah, yeah, is the clown still mean?" And I go, "Yeah, he's really mean still." <laughs> He goes, okay, well, I'll call you back in a week or two. And he did. And he says, okay, let's make the movie. But I did, like, I would be in a meeting at Universal, and it, and I would be bombing, you know, with the pitch going. It's kind of like Sid and Nancy and Barfly, but it's in clown suits. And um, and, and, and this is a true story. And then I remember looking out the window, and there was an E.T. adventure ride uh, billboard. And I go, and it's a little bit like E.T. because... <laughs> Because when I said, it's like Barfly and Sid and Nancy, the guy cut me up and he goes, those movies didn't make any money. Right. Like, you know, I'm sure he thought I was going to, you know, I was pitching him Hot to Trot or, or, or like a Pauly Shore vehicle, you know, some big wacky comedy. And then this was the movie I wanted to do. Right. But the people, it's a little bit different now because of Indie Wood, where it's like, oh, you're famous. So, of course, you can go make a film where you trying to sell the fact that you could be a director purely just because you're a popular comedian? No, because I'd made this short called The Mania Bikini School 3 after I'd worked on Hot to Trot and had such a horrible experience. Uh, 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 the the director, Michael Dinner, was a, a, a real ass puppet, and uh, <laughs> he was just like... <laughs> such a wad and uh, and that was funny as I am a director I, I go my goodness I couldn't even begin to think of treating somebody uh, let alone an extra let alone uh, a, a guy whose vehicle it was the way he treated me but um so I was like fuck it you know I, I'm gonna direct if this is, you know and so I went out and made this short just trying to get directing work and then I didn't I did some rock videos and stuff and I didn't work at all for a long time as a director and then Kimmel who's Oddly enough, his family are big Shakes the Clown fans, <laughs> like his wow. mother and stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they want. He said, "Hey, will you come direct segments on the Man Show?" And I went. And the funny thing was, is like, he was really fighting for me to get the job, but he didn't realize, like, you know, could I do what they're asking me for? And was I gonna go over budget? And was I gonna be used to doing, you know, these tiny little segments? But that job became like a a great job because. Um, there was times where I was the only guy directing all the segments, so yeah. I would have like four or five pieces going at the same time with three or four different editors all in the same editing bay and shooting and cutting and doing all that, you know, and it, it, sometimes we'd shoot things on film and they'd be a commercial parody, and then it was like, uh, you know, I always look at that as my comedy ER, you know, that was where I learned just to stop the bleeding and get, you know, get the, <laughs> the patient to survive. and, and um, What did you try? Because there's... Shakes is 91, Windy City Heat's 2003. So were, was it just because you were doing TV or were you busy as an actor? Why not? No, I was really I was it? really wanting to get things going. Yeah. And um and I had absolutely no luck getting jobs behind the camera because mm. you know the combination of my, my you know I think my reputation, here's this crazy guy, you know. Um, you know, I'm sure you're sitting, you know, I, I can't see a corporation wanting to hire me and, and rightly so, you know, I mean, I hadn't, you know, again, that was weird that Jimmy had me direct his show for three years, you know, that, that was, uh, ABC's dirty little secret, <laughs> but no, I couldn't yeah. get work even though that's really what I wanted to do. Well, of course the flip side is how many junkie directors, alcoholic directors, asshole directors were working 
but they they were known for making a big film or maybe right. But you know the cool thing is is that yeah. the 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 um, if I had gotten work as a director, it would have sent me down a path that I wouldn't be able to get out of now. You know, what I mean, where what if I did? You know, I, I might be stuck directing sitcoms or single camera and and still be going. Boy, I wish I could make independent movies. You know, right? Which is funny, you know, because. Uh, uh, I have never been as financially strapped as I am right now as an adult. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, um, you know, it, you go back and forth, you know. And the older I get, the less I, I realize I can be an employee. Right. <laughs> well, now you have, like, a handful of DVDs you could actually hand somebody. Yeah, I have have enough of, uh, you know, my goal was always I wanted to have a, a, a section at Vidiot's. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I'm talking right, about? Yeah, right. and, and now I have um, I have five titles, so, they, you know, I'm not putting it out there, Vidiot's, if you're listening, but, you know, it would be nice. No, no, you know, I mean, my Does goal... Does Cinephile have it yet? They might. I don't know. I mean, my goal is just to uh, keep yeah. making movies and, and uh, to make a section. Right. That really is... <laughs> You did hear about how um, DVDs are dying out. Oh, DVDs are dying now. Yeah. Oh, you could have, shit. Oh, that's but it'd be easier. You could still like on the on the on the on interwebs. The they could have some <laughs> sort of. Uh, you click on my. Oh man, I'm not gonna have a section. I. Uh, There'll I, be a few. It's not. It's holding on. It's a matter of. I mean, you know. Well, right now I make a movie every two years. I think you know. Oh. So I gotta get it up more. Two to two three years. You know, I want right. to make it. I gotta get it. Like I wanted. To, you know, I gotta get it every year. You know, because right. I figure. I'm going to be 50 next year, so let's say I got another, what, 10, 15, maybe 20 years of making movies left. Right. You do write fast. You were constantly... Yeah, you write like, a lot of movies. What are you up to? Oh, I went to this cabin for a week and wrote a script. <laughs> and I wrote a script, yeah. Yeah. They're not good, but... No, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do, I do, like, since uh, World's Greatest Dad, I wrote five movies. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. But is that almost just like, I mean, if you're writing... If you're on, I'm assuming all this. Uh, you're on the road, no, doing I, shows. No, no, I mean like in in that's the old. Hard. It's, then it, I don't write. But no, but I mean, is it similar to writing jokes because you're on the road and you're constantly having to do comedy? Is it that sort of a vibe where no, you're, you're thinking I, up funny things? I can't compete. It I can't compete. It can't compare it yeah. with anything because it's like, it's like I get an idea for a movie and I get a theme and the whole you know I get it all figured out in my head and and then I realize if I don't go and write it. It, it'll never get written, and it's just gonna go up in the uh, ether. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's why I, I go do it that way. Right. And I don't really, I, I, I never write with the objection now, like uh, objection. I, I, <laughs> I object to you as a writer. I never write now with the idea of, uh, of, uh, uh, I don't think of these movies getting made. I, I really mm. just write them to get them out of me. And, and then, then afterwards, you know, Sarah and I try to figure out how we're gonna get one of these going. Was there, a, was there anything about um, doing TV, Man Show, and Kimmel Show, that you liked as far as like, or did that end up feeling like a job? Because no, there's a lot I, of people I, involved in that. I yeah, and you're not in charge, but I I did like that. I liked the challenges. I liked working with other people. I liked um, facilitating other people uh, that were funny. You know. Mm-hmm. like, you know, Adam Kroll and, and Kimmel, and, uh, you know, they'd have an idea, and then I would help bring it to life, you know, that, that, that felt good, that didn't bother me, because it wasn't my ideas, you know, but, 
But I know, like, you know, I did a little work directing commercials. Like, it's really frustrating. You know, I, I just, you know, there's eight people standing behind you. And, and it, here's the thing. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's all objective. So, yeah. so you know, yeah, everybody can have an opinion, but you, it, that's, that's the thing about all of it. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, a podcast, and it was a guy who was a creator of a highly successful sitcom. And, mm-hmm. and sure enough, he was everything I'd imagined he'd be. You know, he was terribly unfunny, and he was abrasive. <laughs> And loud and and, right. and annoying, you know. And I was like, oh, that's what you'd have to take to, you know. And, and at the end of the day, you know, you make a shitty sitcom or you make a sitcom that's even esteemed, you know. Did you say anything about yourself or did you do it because you wanted money and fame, you know? And, 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 and you know, I know as, as a middle-aged man that those things don't fill the hole. <laughs> right. um, so... I'd rather go down swinging. Right. And then, yeah, but then it's uh, it's different coming from stand-up comedy. Or is there that notion of stand-up comedy where there's people who are, oh, that guy is a really good writer and performer, and then this guy is a, just wants to be famous and is a sellout. Right, right. Because that's all we, have, we constantly have to deal with, uh, at least in film festivals, and especially in avant-garde film festivals where... Oh, that guy went and made a commercial, and then some people really hate him for that. And I get it. I understand where that comes from. But there's also all these people that are like, I'm a famous artist. And it's the same kind of fucking bratty <laughs> attitude. Like, oh, right. okay. You know. Well, I think it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, um, you know, we do have to pay our bills. You know, that's that's a drag, you know. So, yeah. so I do have to... Um, uh, figure out how to do that constantly, and and, and unfortunately, the, the thing that I pay my bills with is the very thing that now what uh, people would know me for, and that's my stand-up. But I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you, I don't really have a lot of passion towards it. <laughs> I mean, I just do it. The stand-up. Route. And I think I do an okay job. I make people laugh for an hour and and stuff. But I mm-hmm. don't, I don't see that as a, a medium of of of. Uh, uh, I, other folks can do it and stuff, but I don't see it as as something that I can tell the kind of stories I want to tell. Well, the yeah, in the last show that I saw you do was for me kind of boring because it was like I, it's just like hanging out with Bob. <laughs> all he's, do, he's just telling these stupid <laughs> right, fucking right, stories right. about his cat. I know yeah, yeah. all this. About I know your about cat. Peeps Larue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but of course, then people are laughing, and that's still whatever. Yeah, well, I'm I'm it's down with stories. that if I can tell you know those kind of stories right. and stuff. But but um, I, you know it's what we're talking about. Like uh, you know, I've already sold out, so it's easy for me to know the trappings of it and 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 right. what it is. You know, I'm not coming from a guy who I sold out at the beginning of my career. So so now I'm like going, okay, well, what do I want to do that makes me happy? Right. But um, yeah, I think there's like a lot of comedians who aren't comedians they're just um actors who are good mimics and they have a lot of drive and stuff or there's the you know or or uh, you know it's like i'm thinking about like when when dylan came on the scene there was a lot of folk artists that were like saying hey is this guy valid you know is he saying anything you know which is which which isn't asked any any longer in 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 in, um entertainment you know, right. it's not asked in entertainment if someone's valid. You know, it's only asked uh, how famous are they? Are they number one? Uh, you know, and 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 all that. 
because he definitely the the fascination that came along with VHS and the internet is finding all these things you've heard about but you can't get because they're not popular. Right. And then it just amplified how much you wanted something that wasn't popular and underground. Yeah, I wonder if it's the instantation instant. I can't even talk today. It's a good day to interview me. Uh, <laughs> the fact that there's instant gratification for any kind of art, any kind of thing, yeah. I wonder if that changes it at all. It, it definitely changes how much you want it before you hear it. Because I was thinking, like, if you're, like, a gay kid growing up in in, in, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, in the 70s and 80s, you know, the idea of moving to New York, you know, where all the other Starbelly Sneetches had a neighborhood. Right had to be awesome yeah but now you know you're in the you know in the middle of nowhere and you go online you go oh there's a big huge gay community and uh yeah you know it's it's a horrible world and i get beat up and stuff but uh, you know what i have support <laughs> and there's places and oh and uh most of america is still horrible and will still beat you up <laughs> if you're gay yeah that, if we can make a, ge- a total rash general sleeping yeah but, no uh i think I, I think of course things are better than they've ever been before Mm. And media. I don't know. I mean, that that's the pro example of it. But the other example of it is, is like, uh-huh. we, you know, it's like, um, you know, in, in pop politics and pop culture and pop sports, pop this and right. that, something becomes a fact immediately. It's it's on, and then and then when the truth comes out afterwards, what really went on or didn't go on, it doesn't matter. We've already moved on to something else. There's a guy named Wiener, and he's got his wiener out. You know, I mean, like, like, uh, what, what, really? Yeah. You know what? I think yeah, so- Al Qaeda is reforming, and they're <laughs> heading towards us. No, but he's a guy named Wiener, and he is, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't have such a positive outlook towards the way people are. I don't, you know, the new movie is, is, you know, there's the two characters that go on the spree killing thing, and Frank is a guy who's right who's basically a doppelganger for me, and he's killing people not because of their, their taste or not because... I mean, he has a problem with a lot of things that people do, but the real reason he starts killing people is just that we're no longer nice. Now, the, the young girl in the movie, she really does think, like, if you probably got rid of organized religion, killed all the fanatics on both, you know, all faiths, that logic would come in place and the earth would probably be a greater place. And, you know, she's got actually in her weird brain, like she thinks like if you got rid of X, Y, and Z, that everybody would, it it could be a good place. Mm -hmm. Frank has given up. He doesn't give a fuck. He he just wishes people act right. And and if you don't, he's going to kill you. (laughs) He's going to (laughs) shoot you in the face. Right. (laughs) I I should, I should put it, Things are better now than they've ever been before because things used to be so horrible that, I mean, there's not... I don't know, you know... I think it's, it's, not that, it's not that racism is gone. It's not no, that... No, it's not It's not that you, people, people still get murdered because they don't fit in. I mean, right. there's still bad things going on. Right. However, there's just... There's an opportunity to see a role model that's more like you because yeah. of the internet, because of... DVDs, and you can reach out stuff. to people. And you can reach yeah. out. You still got to get out of that bad situation, whether you're in a big city and right. in a bad neighborhood or you're in a small town that's backwards plenty of small towns are know. fine it, too everything's so different and weird you know i know i seem like an old guy but as a comedian i used to yeah. I'd go on the road i do the wacky morning show i do the <laughs> i do the radio i do the the print interview before i get into town and tickets would be sold or whatever right. now it's like um you know i don't have a twitter and i don't have uh you know i'm not in the the, the web so 
for a couple of reasons. One, I, I, I don't want to be accessible to everybody because there's a lot of fucking crazy people. I don't want crazy people to have an access to me and a new reasons to resent me when I don't, you know what I mean, when I block them. Um, I don't want to hear from people I used to have sex with. I, uh, you know, <laughs> just to sell tickets. And I'm not looking to have sex with other people. So that's probably right. why I'm not. Also, you know, I, Twitter, I always say, is a great place. It's, it's where narcissists get to show what lousy spellers they are. You know, and, and right. but most comedians that sell tickets, they're on Twitter, you know, or they're on Facebook, you know, or they're on these things. And I, I just feel like it's like having another job. It, 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 not only do you do your stand-up and perform your stand-up and write your stand-up, now you're supposed to write like uh, a funny column all day long, and then you're also supposed to get everybody's email addresses and send them a CD and tell them to, and give them a blast the next time you're in their town and blah blah. Mm -hmm. I don't think about myself, and I am self-absorbed enough to be, uh, you know, what I mean, mm -hmm. promoting me 24 hours a day. That right. sounds horrible. To make a giant segue the fact that something like windy city heat actually is true to where <laughs> he has no idea this whole thing is going on well but perry i don't know it, it's it re i really segue, don't, but i, was no, trying but I to don't make really point, understand yeah. what perry i don't understand perry i mean right. <laughs> or the whole thing i mean it's still you know they have a big three podcast which uh Right. Uh, I listen to and uh, you know and, and Perry I talk to every once in a while and um, it's this thing that is much larger and bigger than the the sum of the parts you know but but I mean I, I directed that but you know there was so much other people and things mm -hmm. behind it I really think you know um, the, is the lead up to that working on the show and you guys are around each other Everybody who was involved in that, and then you're around Perry, and you were finally like, "Let's make this." Well, film it was Perry. like the Jimmy had hired a lot of the people that were involved in in, in uh, earlier versions of the Perry project. Uh -huh. <laughs> For people who don't know what we're talking about, it's really hard to explain. But I'll put that a, in the intro. They, okay, so so uh, Windy City Heat. You know the thing about Windy City Heat is I. And I'm not taking credit for it because, like I said, it's all the different parts. I think it is one of the funnier things. I mean, when you, I, I, I laugh, and and I'm not laughing like, oh, you know, you're brilliant, BC. You know, I'm laughing at all the other things in it. It's, it's crazy, you know. It's 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 um. You know, I will say this: I've been fortunate enough to be involved in a bunch of different things that aren't similar. You know, mm -hmm. like. Windy City Heat and Sleeping Dogs Lie or Stay, <laughs> Nothing yeah. Like, or Shakes the Clown and World's Greatest Dad, or, right. or this new movie. I mean, they might have similar tones sometimes, and but, um, you know, I just want to keep making stuff that's, um, that, that I uh, would enjoy making. <laughs> right. With Stay, let's call it Stay. Stay, I like Stay. Um, did you have that idea of like what would happen if a girl blew a dog? Is that the first thing that you're like working off of? Uh, no, because it wasn't like an exploration of bestiality. It right. was more about because you know you can watch that all day on the web. It was more like um, um, I, I just wanted to write something about about honesty, which sounds really pretentious. I was trying to write something, and and I just wanted to be something that you couldn't get past. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's and I had heard a, a, about someone who had done that, and I was like, wow, you know, could I get past that, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's what put it, in, 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 you know, in, in, in motion, you know? I mean, I think people think that if they didn't see the movies that I, I, I made, some of the recent ones, I think they think they're gimmicks, you know. But but they 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 might be. I mean, I, <laughs> but they're not like uh, they're not lucrative gimmicks, you know. Right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's all a jumping up point, like you're saying, to explore. Yeah, they're they're always about something else. Right, right. Oh, they may all be about honesty. Now that you said that. Yeah, I think they are. Because. Because Windy City Heat is <laughs> the most dishonest the most movie dishonest. ever made, and then and then uh, in Shakes, you know, the whole thing is like people always think, oh, comedians—they'd be a lot of fun, and they're not. They're horrible people to right. hang around with. And then and then and then stay. Uh, can you stay, tell Can you be so? Uh, and then right. and then you know, World's Greatest Dad is a guy who gets everything he ever wanted, but but at, like yeah, it. being dishonest. And yeah, I don't easy. know if and and uh, God bless America. What honesty is there i don't know what that's right. about yet you know i usually don't know it, um what the movies are about until i'm sitting there later on watching them with uh my wife and she'll go yeah of course that's you know like right. I, like i don't put it together right, like right. she'll go she'll go, of course that's your ex-wife you know <laughs> like she'll start <laughs> labeling the different characters in the movie <laughs> What kind of stuff are you saying on the set? Though? Although, I mean, you know what's funny is uh, that uh, in the new movie, a guy gets shot right in the face, and he looks like Jay Moore, and I did not do that on purpose. Oh, I man, was, that's I so was subconscious. Like someone, no, someone goes, <laughs> they go, oh, they thought there was a joke that I put in. I really didn't go, hey, this guy looks like Jay Moore. We should shoot him in the head. <laughs> but then he didn't change the actor either. No, I, well, it was only until I was editing. Uh, like like uh, the editor goes, oh, I thought that was the joke. <laughs> I go, no, man. So you know, I really uh, whatever. Uh, what right, are you gonna right. do? Right. Yeah, you know. So what are you telling people on uh, on set though when you're like trying to give uh, an idea of like what they're trying to accomplish in the scene? Like what you know? Yeah, the if, actors. If, yeah, if you're if you're figuring it out later, like oh, this kind of is the oh, deeper I got, meaning yeah. that I got to. Well, what kind usually, of stuff are you talking about? We usually set? talk about like um, even though I think of all these movies as not like they're not biopics or they're not docs, you know, I think of them as like very uh, like like fables or something. But we will say like, well, what's the uh, you know well, what's this really about what is this scene really about we, we, we i'll say that a lot and mm-hmm. then and then we'll figure it out you know and and uh like robin and world's greatest dad when he starts crying and laughing and uh, when he's being interviewed on the talk show um that really wasn't on the page that was just like he and i knew the scene wasn't working we're going well what's really going on here and and then I said, well, I mean, what's really going on here? I mean, though, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. Uh, we're both fucking fried. We were, this is all absurd. What, what is this movie about? And he just kind of has this breakdown on camera. So, so, so that's what we do ask, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and you kind of have like a, uh, you know, so, sometimes you, you don't get it. You go, oh, you know, that, uh, the tone wasn't right on that scene, you know, and you try to cut it or work it in a way where, where it matches. But... Mm-hmm. But um, you, you kind of there's just like a you get it you know it's like a vibe like you go hey uh, it's funny the, the Tara Barr the girl in the new movie was funny because I said the Joel Murray you know he's the lead and she's the other lead and I was like I said well would you say that or would you say this and and uh, and Tara finally goes 
I don't know, director. <laughs> Tell me what to say. I was like, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> there was one thing where at the end she goes, she goes, uh, she goes, uh, cocksucker. She yells at him, you know. I said, you should yell something. And, and, and we're sitting there going, cocksucker, motherfucker. I go, What's, what makes more sense? What would you really say? She goes, I think cocksucker. I go, okay, yeah. And these are the kind of heavy discussions I have on my set. <laughs> motherfucker, cocksucker. I go, what do you think sounds worse? Now that stay is a few, man, five years old now? Yeah, that's a while. Yeah. Do you feel like that was kind of a, a jumping off point for a certain... Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, my whole life had changed right around then. And it was like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Sarah's like, oh, we should make that movie. It's a good script. And I was like, I don't have any money. And she goes, well, we'll just start and people will help. And that's how we did that one. And that's how we end up doing most of ours. You know, we just kind of decide that we're going to do it. And I know that sounds like I've heard people say that before. We go, what? But it really is what happens, you know. And and um, uh, so. So, yeah, it changed everything. Um it, it just put me on this new path, you know, this this idea that I could write stories and 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 um, that they would work for some people, you know. I mean, I know that they they don't work on a on a pop level, on a on a commercial level, but uh, you know, if I get to go to a, a festival and watch these movies I make, uh, that's a big, big, huge deal. Cause cause stay, I never imagined it being projected in the theater. In yeah. fact, the first time I saw it with people was at Sundance. Right. which is insane if you think about it. That's the first time. I had had a really rough edit that I showed some people that were involved and they were really bummed out when they saw it. <laughs> they were like, really? yeah, they thought it was horrible. Like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, was, it like, and, was it like two hours or something? No, no, no. Maybe. They just, cause it, you know, I, I learned the value of having a good mix. You know, I don't think they could project the, you know, what, what it was mm-hmm. going to be, you know, and except the, uh, you know, that, my editor, uh, who's you know, he and I still work. Uh, Jason Stewart, you know, he 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 felt it worked, you know, and 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 these movies, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what would happen if you say to the general public, "Hey, watch this movie." Right. You know, I don't know. I I think there's some people. I do think. I think most products in the United States are made so you can watch them without getting involved. Like mm-hmm. that, you just sit there, and they—you don't have to think. You don't have to have any empathy for, for you know. Uh, so my, I don't think the stuff I make works for people. If you can't go, wow, what would I do if I was him? What would I do if I was her? If, if you lack that, then I don't think you're gonna enjoy the last three movies I made. Right. That's the piece of that. So uh, assuming you're you're past the point where. If you ask somebody for money to make a film, they won't go. Why would you're a stand-up comedian? You can't make a film. Let's say you're past that point. Well, but but I think like um, you know, I, yes, I do think people will uh, take me a little. Li- yeah, I mean, I still avoid all the studios, you know, right? Um, just because uh, I, I it just seems like a a a way of heart heartache you know to 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 develop something that way and you know i just yeah. do it you know and i found a nice home now with the darko crew they seem to uh uh, uh be very supportive and 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 stuff so um yeah i, I would say you'd say your major hurdle now is um the actual film 
that you want the money for. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. it's okay because he was beating off and choking himself right. while he died. While he died. But he's only 15, so... But he's also... But so, so I will say that the... Um, uh, 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 yeah, the, the you know, the guys at Darko don't necessarily just take any idea I have. Like, they, you know, they, right. they, they do, like, we'll go, well, we, we could see this one. And, and uh, <laughs> so... So, um, or even the process media guys who did short bus before. Yeah. And, and I'm still working with them. Actually, yeah. we're, we're getting a musical going, but, um, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody really thinks that much of me one way or the other as a, a filmmaker. I don't think people think of me in those terms. I, I, and I think, uh, uh, you know, I can get into the rooms, but but after the first Sundance experience, I, I took a whole bunch of meetings with people, mm-hmm. and they were all excited about, and we all talked, and we all just uh, blew smoke up each other's ass. And uh, on actually on making something new, or actually trying yeah, making. To, yeah. So I met with a bunch of highfalutin people. Mm-hmm. None of the projects that we talked about I've seen get greenlit. That's five years ago. Not one of them went. So it was just a waste of fucking time. You know, I mean, I'm so glad I just got so restless. I had to just go out and start writing some more movies and go out and make some more, you know. So, so you know, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I do have some bigger movie ideas, and, I, mm-hmm. and they would take more money to make. And I know that someday I'd love to make them. But if, if I get a chance to make those, I would have to be in a, a situation where I was really protected with, like, um someone who was the you know the star and you know i mean all the elements so because some of the ideas i i i do want to do are are much larger but right but i mean i remember hearing robert altman like he was in austin and someone asked him about Uh how to get a movie going and he's like you can get a movie going easier than i can you know i've got a lot of failures you know i've got a lot of movies that are perceived as they did not make money right so you have a clean slate <laughs> yeah because you had robin williams signed on to a film and it still didn't mean somebody was just oh, handing no, you a check mean, at yeah, all yeah well and 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 i and i think like if it was like robin williams was signed on and it was a family comedy with a high concept premise people probably would have come on board or if it was robin williams and it was a really solid script and it was Barry Levinson attached or, or you know, or <laughs> someone like, you know, right. someone with a little weight in this town. Yes. But here it is. is It's the the dude from Police Academy who made the dog blowjob movie. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> you know, and Robin Williams and people were like, what? And some of the places were going to give us funding, I think, solely because of Robin's heat. And, and, yeah. and they weren't going to. Uh, I didn't trust them, and they weren't going to give me final cut and things like that. So, so I walked away from them, you know, which I did a f- like two or three times in the process of getting World's Greatest Dad going. I actually walked away from places and said, I, "I'm not feeling it," you know. I, I don't. They, they make would a movie. give you all the money you wanted, but they got to really decide what the end cut was. Yeah, they were going to yeah. do the end cut, and they were also asking really stupid questions early on, you know, like like what? Well. Robin's son dies beating off. Spoiler alert! And then, um, <laughs> and they were concerned. They were worried about the other kid eating a pop brownie. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm going. This kid dies rubbing one out, <laughs> and you don't want a kid eating pop. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking insane, you know. Um, right. I think sometimes people want to work with me, and they think that 
the movies I made were by mistake because I didn't have the right guidance. And then they're going to give me the right guidance and teach me how to make a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, yeah. they go, uh, he, he can tell a good story and he gets some funny stuff, but, you know, we just got to get him to... You know, change this and do that, and then he would be commercial, and, I, and I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, whatever, man. You right? Because they're just—I mean—is it as cliche? Because they watch meetings? the movie and they see the ten percent that doesn't work for for them and the general yeah. public, and think, oh, right. we'll just we'll just encourage him to do more of that, and bam, right? <laughs> you know. But they were fine with the beat off death. Sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> because well, also, you know, I mean, like. I think this is now, um, uh, what was it? The, uh, you know, I was thinking about, like, because, yeah, you know, like, you could have jizz in, in Cameron Diaz's hair on a poster campaign, you know. Yeah, that's, it, that's not what the people are afraid of, you know. They, 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 that's comedy now, you know. Um, but uh, Well, it seems, too, that, like, I mean, so many films in the 70s were so vicious. I think, it, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of books written about this, but, you know, the, those movies that came out, that you know, The Easy Rider and, and, and all that stuff, when, when um, counterculture became culture, you know, there was all these guys running the studios that said, well, we don't know how to make, we don't know what you're, you know, you want to do Midnight Cowboy? All right, I don't know, what the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they gave... Right. They gave Best those hippies. Picture, rated X. They gave those hippies four million dollars, and they came back with this thing that grossed you know hundreds of. Million. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I do know they fought the for the you know Bonnie and Clyde. You know, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde had a lot to do with this movie. Not as because I was watching, I was like, going, okay, so here it was. It was. It, it's not about Bonnie and Clyde. It's you know, it's about uh, the frustration the youth culture had with authority, and they wanted to shoot cops. That's basically why that movie uh, popped, in my opinion, my humble opinion. But so I was like going, well, well, well I don't want to shoot cops. I mean, what is the, the frustration? And, and, and my frustration is with how we've become so unkind. Now, will that work on a, a huger level? Um, I don't expect it to, and I don't think of it but i just wanted to write my take on 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 this frustration now i don't think warren Beatty really wants to shoot uh, cops right, right, you know right. what i'm saying and uh but i do want to shoot jocks I, i'm glad that you keep your jockiness in the closet what me <laughs> yeah 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 mine oh well no 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 you know uh what's the line we say i love sports hate fans yeah well that's me about everything yeah, right it's like it's like you love comedy you hate Fans. I probably do love comedy yeah. and I hate fans, but I mean, you know, I love guns, man. I love shooting guns. I don't like other gun owners. You know, right. guns to me are like attorneys. You do shoot guns a lot. I'm, I'll take you out right after this, but here's the thing. it's <laughs> Guns are like attorneys. I like my gun. I don't like your gun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it, I, you know, it, yeah. it's like no, uh, it's, 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 I make it, I, I make this really violent movie, but then you know, I, I get weepy watching kitten videos on the web. You know, I I I, right. I have disdain for a lot of mankind, right. but uh, I'm a vegetarian because I can't stand the idea of killing an animal. Right. <laughs> well, and a lot of it's got it got to do with how uh, how stuff's packaged, like because I, I can't go shooting with you today because I'm gonna go play soccer. Because uh, that's you're like a jock. Yeah, right. Well, it's just like we're gonna go play soccer, and there's like a bunch of 
you know, there's some people we're playing with that are movie guys, which is how I got into it. In and fact, in fact, are they pumped or stoked when you get out there? Uh, no, it's not surfers, dude. No, it's like, well, they're really into it. And this is actually true. One of the main guys I play with is the screenwriter for Last Action Hero. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is a whole other fascinating story because that, of course, was the greatest thing and the worst thing that ever happened to him because of experiences with other people because of that, right. how he got pigeonholed and, like, you know, he didn't think he was making Lawrence of Arabia. I think stuff. he thought he was making, uh, um, my guess is, like, a, uh, a Roger Rabbit. Sure. I mean, I'll ask him today at halftime. But, that, but yeah. I mean, don't you think, like, a, yeah, yeah. Like, a like a you know... A, well, you know, he's not, the, and he didn't control the casting, didn't control the no, shooting, course, none of that of stuff. Course, so of you've got something else. But the thing you've got in the new film is American Idol-ish. Yeah. It's that packaging <laughs> yeah. of, like, you know what? I mean, a lot of those people are probably, I haven't seen one episode of American Idol, yeah. half because um, of, uh, like, well, I don't think I'd like it, so I'm not going to go out and see it. Right. Another half is just like I'm busy. I, I only yeah, have a certain amount like, of time. What am a, I going to When you're consume? driving around, you see a bus, and it's got, Oh, like, my God, it's uh, everywhere, yeah. But no, no, it'll be like, uh, you know, Rihanna, and, you know, have, like, yeah. four or five artists, and you'll go, Oh, I've never, I don't know their music. And I don't like, I don't know their music. It's like, I don't know their music, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. I know, I I think I like Lady Gaga because I think she seems to irritate dummies. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all for that, you know what I mean? But, but you know, I don't know a Lady Gaga song, you know what I mean? But, um, right. but did, so in, in preparation... Did I watch American Idol? No, or, show, my, or you just or it's that show. No, it's that my, culture of that. No, type no, of show. my no. The character Frank is based on me. You know, Frank says, "Look, I'm not going to pretend I I didn't watch the show. I just can't anymore." You know, and he's talking about the part of the show where they have uh, the uh, mentally challenged people on, and and trust me, it's funny. Mm-hmm. William Hung's funny. Now, what does it say about me and the rest of uh, our society where we take a guy who's an imbecile and point at him and laugh? Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and and uh, that sounds harsh when I said it like that, calling him an imbecile. But right. that was because when I was on the Kimmel show, he'd be on the show and he'd be difficult, which made me laugh so much like. Like and that that I mean, was difficult as far as not like behind the scenes. Yeah, like behind. what what his char- what what William Hung would say or do. Right. Like no, I'm not going to do that. His mother would say, oh, no, "William's not going to do that." And you're like, "Going, okay, yeah." You know what I mean? So so it made me realize everyone's corrupt. You know, and that was really uh, a, a, that had a bigger influence on this movie, the uh, God Bless America, than anything. The fact that William Hung was corrupt, I was like, wow. The tar- I think some people will get confused. Though. The targets in the movie mm-hmm. are, are are not like uh, they're just examples. You know, I think American Idol is a really good example of of how we no longer care if anyone's uh, saying anything or what's a valid artist or not. You know, when I go back and listen to Lenny Bruce, he really had a hard on for Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk, he yeah. did like a lot of bits about Lawrence Welk because because he here's Lenny who was a jazz bow loved real jazz musicians and here's Lawrence Welk who was making all his money going a one and a two and a three you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, I don't have that you know I don't have like like a lot of comedians hate like uh, Dane Cook and Carlos Mencia and all that uh, 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 yeah, they're pretty easy to hate uh, but also but 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 I'm not sitting there going. I don't think they're taking food out of my mouth, you know. Uh, yeah. The dummies that go see them, uh, I don't yeah. want at my shows. Yeah. 
I don't want, you know. I mean, so so. And if you're gonna make if you're gonna make this type of film, I mean, this new one may be different. Yeah, uh, but the, if you're gonna make the type of film, even with Robin Williams, and it's gonna be that acerbic and it's gonna be that indie, for lack of a better term, right now, it's gonna be that kind of an indie film. People are not gonna see it just because Robin Williams is in it. You still have that barrier. Oh, you mean we on World's Greatest Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think only because I don't. I don't know if your oh, new no, one no, is gonna I think, be. Different. I think that's the same thing. Yeah, I think it was like the folks that would see the movie and like the movie were probably not just because of Robin, because of my involvement. We're, we're scared of it. You know, they mm-hmm. they didn't know I'm. I they don't know my voice or what I do. You know, mm-hmm. and and now World's Greatest Dad seems to be getting a bigger fan base now you know now that's a product and now you know now i run into people which is nice right. so hopefully hopefully those people will be open to checking out uh god bless america <laughs> which right. which you know it's funny is i was like you know i may lose any any momentum i have but you know it doesn't ever really interest me one way or the other but but yeah it'd be pretty funny because like you go well that was a heartfelt movie about the truth and this is a movie that it's like there, right now, I'm not sure what it's about. You know, it seems to be like, who are we? Wh- where are we going? And uh, at what cost? Mm. You know, um, uh, and it's really violent. I mean, I, it's not a spoiler alert. I know right. people are going to talk about the if they see it. You know, I, I wonder. You know, you know, the, a baby gets shot right in the beginning of the movie, and uh-huh. and and when I watched it edited together, the the Jason, my editor, and myself, we both looked at each other like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> we never do that. We just sit there and edit, and we laugh, and we go, "No, oh, that works. So that's good. Let's keep going." You know, what I mean, but that was the first time like it. We had to stop and just uh, kind of collect ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, what? Wait, for animals, you have the Humane Society. Was anyone on the set for that? For killing no, the baby? no, and yeah. and the baby is just like you know, and and the and the and and no one had told the parents that we were gonna shoot the baby. They, and there's like, that get left out? I don't know. The twins showed up and they go, so oh, so which baby gets shot? That's why we have two. <laughs> and they're going, what? <laughs> so. Oh. <coughs> so they just think their 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 beautiful child is gonna be in the film. In general, I don't know. I mean, you know, the line is he's like going, "I hate that baby. I hate that baby's fat, stupid face." <laughs> and so, oh my god, uh, so selling out. Uh, yeah. So, so I don't know. You know, maybe I'll lose the people that I gained, or, or, or. Uh, I don't know. It's well, a, yeah, I think started I off with like blowjobs so- on a dog, right? Then went to autoerotic asphyxiation. This right. one, there isn't any deviant sex. There's, there's just oh, that's good. Cool. There's uh, a, a weird kind of uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, thing, you know, between this, uh, you know, 16-year-old girl or 15-year-old girl and, and this middle-aged guy, which is, you know, where I like the line where she says, uh, do you think I'm pretty? And he goes, I won't objectify a teenager. And she says, uh, so you'll kill one? You just won't fuck one? And he's like, yeah. You know, and he goes, fuck R. Kelly and fuck Novakaw and fuck, <laughs> fuck Woody Allen with the heart wants, with the heart wants, because that erudite genius's heart wants the same thing every pederast wants, and that's a hairless Asian uh, girl. So, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, whatever, That that's the new movie. Um, <laughs> I don't, I you know, I, I can say this, uh, a big part of making movies, the fun part is to see mm-hmm. what works and who who it works for. Right, You right. know, it is fun to to sit in a theater and to see if it connects with some people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and 
and and even that's not why I, I make them. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know why I make them. I don't have this agenda that it's going to change people's perception of me or I'm going to get rich. I, I, I just make these things because I have to go out. The same reasons I just have to go out and write them. I just do it. You know. And when you're writing, are you thinking, especially when you're doing something that fast, are you sort of doing, I guess, the, the traditional, not like a structure, but you're thinking, okay, I need something explosive to happen this, this start. And then I think then I need to work on development. No, because it's usually I have this idea, and then, so so, you know, when I do an outline, and I do all mm-hmm. the the, you know, I the, the Joseph Campbell beats, you know, I mean, I'm sure people okay. are wondering where these character, the, these archetype uh, typo characters are in my um, screenplays, but you know, I I, I you know, I, I write an outline, you, you know, yeah. or, or 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 roughly one, and. You know, the big change was for me as a guy who writes screenplays was I, I used to be really protective of the characters I was writing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want anything. I like didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't want anything yeah. bad to happen to these people because I liked them. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that, you know, that, 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 um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you put the, uh, when the rubber hits the road or whatever people yeah. use is, 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 um, you know that's the whole deal. That's that's really funny. It's like because because you know we live in Los Angeles or it could be anywhere and 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 um, everybody's a lot of people be polite and stuff, but that's not a friendship. Or a lot of people you can sit around and laugh. That's not a friendship. Like when you're really down, you know, or when or when you're not popular or when your ideas aren't popular. Do you have somebody that that still stands by you, or do you have? And also, do you have people that are willing to even fight with you? You know, um, you know that's a real relationship. You know, are we gonna like go? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, are we gonna say no, man? I don't like this. I like that. You know, and then still, I mean, those are real friendships. You know, maybe that'll be what the next movie will be about. I don't know. Uh, what was there a particular reason you had um, the one character be old and the other character is a teenager in the new one? Um. Well, I mean, I came up with the idea, you know, first of a guy watching a show like My Super Sweet 16 and he mm-hmm. and he drives 400 miles and then he kills the girl on the show and one of the girl's classmates like, did you kill Chloe? And she, he doesn't say anything. She's like, awesome. So I had that idea. You know, the yeah. idea came before I came up with the characters. You know, like, I, I love the idea of like, who's this kid that just thinks it's awesome that, 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 you know, and then I started thinking about just all the, you know, and that, that's really the germ, you know what I mean? So, so, so I, that, there wasn't a real reason why they were, uh, such an age difference, but, uh, you know, like, um, when I was reading about killers, um, mm-hmm. I act like <laughs> I don't constantly read about killers, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, a teenage girl has a lot of the same characteristics as a serial killer, as a spree killer. Really? Except they have empathy, but they have all this. You know, they're they're so narcissistic, and they so don't see. Um, there's no. Uh, there's, like tonight is the only. You know, they have the the memories yeah. of a goldfish. You know, I have to do everything's huge and big, and you know, and and. Uh, uh, so I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. They actually are, are peers in a weird way. Right. 
But is the older guy deranged? I mean, the older character Joel well, Murray. Well, I seen? mean, right now he he. I don't because there's the there's the fr- there's the frustrated character, which is um, that uh, what's that freeway Michael Douglas? Yeah, movie? yeah, uh, uh, falling down. Two no, it's not like it's not like um, you know, falling down was is kind of a racist movie. It's about white people in L.A. being afraid of uh, gangs mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Korean that aren't polite to them and right. and traffic, you know, and they're just the guys. The guy is kind of an asshole, and uh, in, in that movie, and uh, and then he, he, you know, but but this character uh, is a guy who is m- mentally unhinged, but to make him crazy it would make is a cop out, you know. So I try to make him um, as much as like myself as I can. <laughs> I don't know if that came out right or not. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you know, my wife. You know, the 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 girl in the movie is a is a composite of 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 my daughter and my wife, which you know Freud would run nuts with that. But 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 it has to do with their personalities. You know, right. my daughter's personality is is um, you know, if you're a funny young woman, people can't handle it. Like people don't get Tasha a lot. You know, and and then mm-hmm. and then my, my wife really does believe like if. A third of the planet wasn't here, it would be utopia, you know. And right. <laughs> and I believe that it's all fucked, you know. So the only difference between us and Frank and Roxy is uh, we don't go on killing sprees, you know. <laughs> right, right. You have some some, some restraint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sense. I think it's funny how like people are really kind of weird about me and guns, you know. And it's like. Uh, like, uh, you know, the funniest thing is when you go out here to the uh, Angelisa uh, shooting range, which is a huge one here in Los Angeles, um, you have uh, rednecks, like cowboys, you got, you got policemen, you got gangbangers, you got hunters, you got... It's the most polite place I've ever been. <laughs> like, like, well, well, what do you got there? Go, oh, this, this is my Glock. Uh, you know, you want to fire? I'd love to try your Glock out, young man. You know, it's just really weird. Like everybody's like super sober, just like it just yeah. all all everybody's like you know very. It's pretty funny. Um, it, yeah. it, the stereotype I had coming in was gonna be like. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, there's something really funny when everybody's armed, how polite everyone is. <laughs> is that Canada too, right? Everyone's got Canada. Is everyone just nice hunters? Nice hunters. I don't know. It's funny because, uh, you know, I, yeah, like I said, like people, uh, 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 you know, I don't know where I sit on guns, you know. I don't know where I sit on anything, you know, yeah. and I'm not copping out. I mean, these are things I do go back and forth with, you know. I don't, I don't easily go, oh. Well, you know, guns are funny. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, yeah, uh, you can't. Everybody wants it a hundred percent either way. And it's not, you know. And and all the movies that I've ever really liked, the 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 guy who was making it or the woman who was making the movie, mm-hmm. was wrestling with a, a a a thing in their head. They weren't. They didn't have the answer. You know, when you think about like uh, Annie Hall or Apocalypse Now. Those filmmakers didn't have the end of the movie, let alone did they have the answer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
you and, know and how do you when you're when the uh, end came up uh-huh. for this movie i was like oh no that has to be the end <laughs> and i was right like, when uh, writing it or shooting writing it i was like oh no that is the end you know and i, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who might watch it but but um I was like, yeah, that is it, you know. And, you know, the more, you know, it's funny when the end hits you, you know. It's like, I was like, oh, no, that's the end. <laughs> well, and how, how are you balanced, like, it's such a, uh, uh, such a fence you can fall over when it's just the difference between being mean-spirited and having a commentary about something. Mean-spirited or, or shocking just for the, the sake of yeah, being shocking. Right. Yeah, how do you balance um, that? I don't know. It's like a tone thing, you know. I mean, it's like a thing that you you get it, you know. Like like when you're cutting, like sometimes like uh, stuff that's funny will hit the floor because it, it ruins the tone, and drag the other thing. Like you might have like a a really great dramatic moment that that was really sincere and an ad lib or or gen- just a genuine awesome performance, and you go. It takes away from the movie. We've already hit this beat a few times. You know, there were some scenes with Robin in the last movie where he and the kid were really going at it. And I didn't include it, not because it was uh, any more realistic or anything. It was just information we had already learned a few times before, you know. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm watching uh, Frank's rants in this movie now, like, sometimes I wonder how long will I keep them? Because they they are much longer than the ones I, uh, the you know, uh, the, usually I, I don't write this way. I, was, I actually sat down and said, okay, I'm going to, you know, kind of have these like um, uh, Tarantino or, or, or like Mamet-like big long speeches, you know. So, I mean, we'll see if they survive. <laughs> but but so far they're in, you know. So, right. so far I've kept them in. It was me putting on some big boy pants going, okay, do you trust yourself as a writer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do all the um, Bobcat players make an appearance? Everybody, yeah, all the Bob Wood players are back. You know, and also there's a, a new startling thing in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 single takes. Lot oh, of, what are you, Eastwood? Lots of single takes. No, wow. no, not, not not takes. I mean, a single, single like, not setups. You know, there's just one size. Oh, gotcha. What are you, Brisson? What are you, o- Ozu? Uh, it was really, <laughs> really scary, you know? It yeah, was, yeah. Then because of, you were thinking stylistically? Or yeah, it had to do yeah. with the story. Like, I was like, you know what? These actors are really there, and uh, we could do that and cover it traditionally. and Or, you know, it, it added this urgency to it when, when these guys, when, when uh, Joel and Tara were going back and forth. So... That was really me putting some big boy pants on. It was scary, yeah. you know? Like the first couple of times. Then I got into it. I go, it's oh, a wonder. And they'd be going, <laughs> but people get shot. And I go, well, well, okay, you know, because there is stuff like that. We go, all right. Yeah. Someone gets stabbed and shot. All right, it's a wonder. And they go, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that classic thing that says, uh, you know, does a fishtail, runs over the reverend, does this, that, you know, shit, you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxy's hanging out of the window, firing the gun, smile, all smiles, you know. Yeah. And it's a paragraph, you know, or less. It's an eighth of a page, it's, you know. And then that was that was an entire day of filming, you know, right. which isn't very indie at all, you know. When you have, and then when you see it on screen, it's it's still only about an eighth of a page, you know. I mean, it happens all so fast, you know. And you, so that's the weird thing. The page count it gets uh, screwed up, but uh, 
But yeah, man, I love this one shot where she's hanging outside the car, and the, mm-hmm. and, the and the car is peeling towards this group of uh, uh, Christian <laughs> protesters, and she's shooting her gun, and then just like shell casings whizzing by this kid's head. Wow. It's really awesome. But you know, so drag is like you go, wow, that's a great shot, and then it's just like. People, when you watch it, they'll go, oh, they just CGI batted. Like, <laughs> you know, but what are you going to do? No, there might be that. that I think you can't feel. You know, that's yeah. the thing. It's like you, you could they, say, okay, mime shooting this. But even a, a, a blank gives you a threat. Everybody, you know, every, it, it, yeah, yeah. everybody cracks to attention, everything, you know, so when squibs and all that stuff. So so there's like a couple muzzle flashes that are were, 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 would have been impossible to do, but 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 they cuz they're too close, but I'd say 99% of all this stuff is in camera, you know. I think people might guess that you don't have the budget for CGI. Too. Yeah, the CGI budget. <laughs> probably probably uh, right up there. Uh, and why why did you call it God bless America? Um and will that stick, or will somebody make you change? No, I checked out "God Bless America." It seems like it will be uh, the title. Um, "God Bless America" was just because it was just, it, it, you know, again, like you can tell when the ending hits you, and you go, "Oh, that's got to be the ending," or "That's the ending." It, it was like, you know, I was throwing out all these different names for the movie, and then, you know, "God Bless America" hit me, and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of got to be it," you know. Uh, Besides any of the other titles were way too pretentious, you know. Like, I can't remember what they were, but like oh, you, know, you had the idea. They were like you know, uh, you know, uh, just pretentious names like American Manifesto and things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's best. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's oh. wrong. Go fuck yourselves. Wah. Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> That's a good place to end. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me in your house. We're in the uh, the the uh, media wing. Right. <laughs> it's exposed brick. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. nice. Yeah. Right, it's, I'm going to go shoot some good. things. Okay. <laughs> I like food. Food ain't good. I like food. Food ain't good. Cheesy burger, cheesy fries. Till they ain't about the size. Cheesy ain't good with ketchup juice. Got my way or all these two. I like food. Food ain't good. I like food. Food ain't good. Cheers and I make it easy. I like food. Food ain't good. I like food. Food ain't good.